Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Amen. Okay, I um, I want to invite everyone here to, um, in a sense, pray. Uh, I kind of want to enlist you for a moment to pray a, a pastoral prayer um, with all of the pastors tonight. And, um, but this is a prayer. What I want to pray about in the next few moments, I want to share, you know, some truth with you first. But what I want to pray about is I think that there's a, sort of intimation in the scriptures that whenever you pray this prayer, um, we're gonna pray for others. You should also pray for yourself. You'll see what I mean in a minute. But this is kind of like a, kind of like a strong passage, um, little, little intense. Um, but I, but I, I believe God wants us to do this every year, especially around this time. You'll see what I mean in a minute. But. I always start to pray for our congregation first, and then we can pray for all Christians. We can pray for everyone in Chicago. Um, but this is a, I've been, I just finished reading the life of Solomon. Very interesting life. Solomon is known to be the wisest other than Christ. He was the wisest man on the earth, wrote thousands of proverbs and truths had incredible revelation and understanding. Um, uh, when, when he became king, silver was, he was so blessed, so prosperous, prosperous that silver in, in Israel, it was just in Jerusalem, it's like dust, you know, it's just like, like, like nothing. And so he was so incredibly blessed. And Solomon is one of those guys, quite frankly, as a minister, whenever I read his life, it, it's one of those lives that it's a reminder to me that just because you start strong, that doesn't mean that you end strong, okay? And so I wanna put up this verse about the, the way, this is towards the end of Solomon's life. Um, look at this, it says, now King Solomon loved many foreign women. Besides Pharaoh's daughter, he married women from Moab, Ammon, Edom, Sidon, and from among the Hittites. The Lord had clearly instructed, everyone say clearly instructed. The Lord had clearly instructed the people of Israel, you must not marry them because, everyone say because. Here it is. They will turn your hearts to their gods. Because they will turn the, your hearts to their gods. Then watch this. Yet Solomon insisted on loving them anyway. He had 700 wives of royal birth and 300 concubines. And in fact, they did turn his heart away from the Lord. And in fact, they did turn away his heart, turn his heart away from the Lord. Now, um, this is kind of sober verse, right? 
And let's look at this just for a minute. So Solomon was the wisest man on the earth, which means that he had incredible revelation, okay? Solomon wrote the book of Proverbs. How many, I love the book of Proverbs. It's one of my favorite books of the Bible. I read the Proverbs every day. How many love the book of Proverbs? Right, Solomon wrote most of the book of Proverbs. Incredible, one sentence can say something so powerful for a whole lifetime. So he had incredible revelation. Not only did he have revelation like that, but when Solomon started, the Lord appeared to him twice. Two times the Lord appeared to him. He had these amazing one-on-one -on -one conversations. And, uh, um, and by the way, what I'm talking about now, what I'm talking about now, musicians, singers, sound people, you know, everybody, everybody, everyone, security. This is for everybody, okay? If you're a human being, this word is for you. So he, the Lord uh, uh, appeared to him twice, had incredible wisdom, um, built beautiful temple, beautiful palace. People came from all over the world just to sit and listen to him. And their, their minds were, they were just blown away. The order, the structure, the organization. The Bible says that a queen came and when she saw the structure, the organization of, of everything, she was just, just awestruck at the kingdom that Solomon had raised up. But even though he did all of those things, his heart turned away from the Lord. Okay? So it's like, man, what happened here? And this is one of, in a minute, we'll get to why, uh, what, how I want to pray tonight. But two things happened to Solomon. Number one, okay? Solomon reached a season in his life when he felt the liberty to be less dependent on God, okay? He reached a time in his life that he felt like, I don't have to be as dependent on God as I used to. Now, part of the reason why I know that I know that I know that what I'm saying is true is because when Solomon first became king, he, he the Lord asked him, what do you want from me? And he said to him, just give me the wisdom I need. To, I'm, a, I'm like a kid. I, I, I need wisdom to, to oversee these people. I, I, like if, unless you help me, I'll never be able to do what you've called me to do. And he was so blessed by that deep uh, expression of dependence that God said, I'm going to give you everything. Even though you didn't ask me for everything, I'm going to give you everything even though you didn't ask because you're basically saying, I desperately need you. How many would agree we desperately need Jesus? How many would agree we desperately need the Lord? <laughs> desperately. You see, and whenever you stop feeling like you desperately need the Lord, be careful. Be careful. It doesn't matter the seasons of life. Seasons change, you know. But some seasons, you, you can kind of feel better, you know. And it's a funny thing. I think that, that 
seasons that are blessed and prosperous are way more dangerous than seasons that are filled with struggle. Have you found when you got struggle, it's easy to stay close to Jesus, you're just grabbing hold of him, right? When, when times are tough, we, we grab on like little babies, daddy, don't, let, don't, don't leave, you know? It, and uh, I, was, I was leaving the house the other day and little James looked at me, he went, don't leave grandpa. Don't leave. Oh, it was such a blessing to me to hear that, you know. Grandpa, no. All right, don't get distracted here. So, but the point is, the point is, listen, no matter how good it's going, okay, seasons come and go. There's ups and downs to life every single day, even for the breath that we breathe. How many know? We desperately need Jesus. How many would say amen with me? We desperately, desperately need him. You never get so smart that you can do this on your own. You never get so wise and so skilled that you can navigate this life on your own. We desperately need Jesus. Okay, so that's the first thing that happened is that he reached a season when he felt the liberty to be less dependent on God. Quite frankly, part of the reason why I want you to pray, and we'll, we'll come back to this, but I have noticed that whenever it gets really warm, that becomes a season when people turn away from God easily. Other things attract them, you know, other things call them, and uh, they just... They, look, I was driving here, like I came real early today and then I left, I went home, then I drove back and when I was driving back tonight, the parks were filled with people and, pe and it's so, fun, you know, so nice, so much fun, see kids playing ball and all that. I'm not saying it's bad, you know, I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm telling you right now, we need to pray because something about when the, when the temperature goes up, People feel less dependent on God. They get drawn away. I want to do this and I want to do that. And, and, and hey, do, do. God has given us so many things to enjoy. Enjoy whatever. But don't turn away from Jesus. How many would say amen? Don't turn away from Jesus. You know, and I want to pray because for some reason when the summer hits, you know, when the summer hits, people drift. People drift. And, and um, I don't want them to drift. I was praying, Lord, don't let our people drift. Don't let anything pull them away from you, Jesus. So I want you to pray with me and the pastors that, that uh, um, in fact, you know, when, when there's, when there's more time to be up, I think there should be more people in the prayer meeting, not less people in the prayer meeting in the summer, right? Am I right? Amen. So, but look, since we, just for our benefit, our clarity, Solomon reached a season when he felt the liberty to be less dependent on God. Here's the second thing that happened. Is Solomon made attachments that influenced him away from the Lord. Okay. He made attachments that influenced him away from the Lord. We all have things that can, look, 
And in fact, regardless of his wisdom, regardless of his ability to build and prosper, regardless of how excellent he could run things, regardless of all of those things, in fact, they did turn his heart away from the Lord. They turned his heart away. Everyone has things that can turn your heart away from the Lord. You, me, no one is exempt, okay? No one. All of us have things that can turn our heart away from the Lord. And just know this, when God says no, he's right. And if we say different than that, we're wrong. Can I get an amen? God is always right. And I've watched, I've watched people put a spin on what God said. They just put a spin on it and they put a spin on it and they put a spin on it and they talk themselves right into what they want and they're actually talking their, themselves away from the Lord. Think, there are certain things that will turn us away from God and I wanna pray tonight that those things that we wouldn't give in to them, I want to pray that even tonight that someone's not here in our congregation, that maybe they're being tempted or talking in some way or, or about to do, and in the name of Jesus, that they would turn away from what is pulling them away. <laughs> that God would deliver them. In the Lord's Prayer, it says, uh, uh, um, deliver us from evil. And I want to pray, God, would you deliver this body from evil? Deliver us from evil, God. Deliver us, Lord, help us. Man, here's the way I look at it, and then we're going to pray now, okay? But just so that you know, this is the way I look at it. I, I'm always mindful of the fact that there are so many great men of God, 10 times greater than me, 100 times greater than me, um, they got pulled away, you know? So what that means to me is that if, if this is the line of demarcation, some folks can stay on this. Is it, are you safe on this side? Yeah, but I just feel like I think it's a lot safer to stay right around over here. How many would say amen? It's better to just stay way over here. Because, because we don't even want to flirt. We don't want to flirt with anything that could turn us away. We don't want to flirt with it. We don't want to get close to it. Um, and that's, you know, that's a, a, in a lot of ways, that's what should drive the basic thinking. And let's, if I could say it this way, the basic philosophy of a Christian should be, I just want to please God. And because I just want to please God, I don't really want to even get close to stuff that doesn't please God. Amen? You know? 
And the other thing with that, by the way, this is a, a, another very important point to make, is that sometimes people don't realize that by them getting on the edge, right, they're actually drawing other people to the edge, you know. And, uh, and we, can, we, we can not only flirt with the world and the things of the world and the devil over here, but we could actually tempt other people to flirt. You know, it's, that's one of the reasons, for example, that, that my wife and I, we won't drink. You know, could you imagine just, I, here's the thought that drives me, all right? Imagine me at some, Chrissy and I, imagine us at a restaurant and um, we're having a meal. Do you know many restaurants or, or supermarkets or malls we've been in and uh, uh, um, I'll never forget about, about six years ago, I went to the mall and I had this jacket that I wouldn't give up and it had a big tear in it. And I mean, I was like bumming out special, like. So it was funny because it was at Old Orchard. So I went there and I was just running. It was just a quicker and I, I went there and when I, somebody said, Pastor Toledo. And it's a true story. And then when I turned, it was this brother. It was a friend of one of our deacons. I didn't know him. And he was dressed like cool cat, like nice, this, nice. And, uh, and, and he was trying to have a nice conversation. And I was so like, oh, snap, you know, like, I was going like. <sighs> you know what I mean? You know, when you got one of those, you're like, yeah. <laughs> it was one of those, you know. I threw that jacket out that night, I think. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Imagine us, imagine us sitting there having, having a meal. And well, we're drinking wine and, you know, doing whatever people. Now Christians, Christians are having, look, look. The, the, the whole issue of wine just... I, by the way, I didn't plan on talking about this, but pastoral privilege, you get to talk about this stuff. So, so, you know, people parse out issues on wine. They have all of these battles. But in the book of Romans, the Bible talks about making a decision because of love. That you will never put a stumbling block in front of someone else. How many would say Amen. But now Christians, now Christians are doing hard liquor, margaritas, cocktails, all of this stuff, scotch on the rocks, all you know, rum and coke, the whole deal, right? Uh, and they're like, and it's Christian liberty, and it's not. It's worldliness, it's ungodliness, it's personal defilement, it's grievous to the Holy Spirit. It's so bad. It's sinful. The Bible says, love not the world or the things of this world. Friendship with the world is enmity with God. But imagine Christian and I sitting there and then some guy who just got out of Teen Challenge. And he's watching us. And we're getting, and we're, we're doing that. And his heart is broken and he gives in. If you think that hasn't happened, I can tell you a thousand stories. You see? 
But this, it goes across the board. It's, it's what you do, where you watch, how you dress, you know. Lord, help us. Help us to see when we love God. You see, it says, it doesn't say somewhere along the way. He loved foreign women. He stopped loving God. Bottom line, the number one factor when it comes to holiness, it's who do you love? You know, there's that saying, I love me, who do you love? We shouldn't love me, we should love him. How many know he's the one we need to love? We want to love Jesus. So listen, let's do this. Why don't you stand to your feet? I want you to take the hand of someone next to you. I want to pray for the body of Christ. There's just, I, 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 you know, listen, I feel a confidence with the prayer meeting. I share things with the prayer meeting. We don't share as much on Sunday. There's, a, there's a, a, in a sense, a big scandal going on even in our in Chicago because because of of a lack of wisdom with leaders doing kind of worldly things trying to be cool there's nothing cool about worldliness nothing there's nothing cool and let me tell you something indulging in the world will never bring you joy it will never ever bring you joy it will never give you one ounce of the fruit of the spirit not even an ounce of the fruit of the spirit no one can tell me that one ounce of the fruit of the holy spirit and let me tell you the fruit of the spirit is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and self-control how many of those things are wonderful they only come from the holy spirit hallelujah that's what we want and you'll never get that from the world temporary light shallow and empty and it, and people end up getting hurt you see and people end up getting hurt and and so here's what I want to pray first and foremost I want to pray we're going to pray for ourselves but I want to pray for the body of Christ, starting with this church. I, we have a, we, I want to pray for the whole church, in, in, let's say, in all of the Chicagoland. But I want to start praying for our church. God, help us, Lord. Right now, right now, wherever they are, let nothing turn us away, oh God. Not one thing, God. No matter what it is, let nothing turn us away, God. Help us to love you. Help us, help us to love you, God. We want to love you. We want to love you, God. Help us, help us to love you. God, help us to love you. Deliver us from evil. Deliver the flock. God, people right now that might be in the park tonight. God, students at school tonight, oh God, college students. God, people working tonight, God, help us to love you, Lord. Let nothing turn us away. Let nothing, let nothing turn us away, oh God. Help us to love you and you alone. 
no, God, we want to love you, oh God. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. God, help this flock. Help us to love you. Start with the pastors. Start with the leaders, oh God. Help every single one of us. We want to be in love with you, Jesus. Help us, God, deliver us from every evil, from every temptation, from every ploy of Satan, oh God. Help us. Help every member, oh God. Every part of this congregation. Father, we plead the blood of Jesus over the body of Christ, oh God. Help us. Help us. Help us by your mighty power. Listen, I want you to pray right now. I want you to pray that anyone in our congregation that has made an unholy agreement, I want to pray that that agreement would be broken right now. Come on, pray right now. God, break every unholy agreement in the name of Jesus. courage, oh God. Give them courage to break agreement with this world and the ways of this world and the things of this world. God, let holiness rise from the bride of Christ. We need your power. We need your love, oh God. We can't do it in ourselves. God, unless you come, we'll choose evil. But if you come, we can walk in victory. Oh, God, we can do it. Help us, oh, God. Help us, Lord. Help us. 
Now listen, we're gonna pray for ourselves now. Galatians 6.1, I have it in my notes. I don't know if I told them. Did we get that for the screen? Listen to this. It says, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin and people get caught into sin, I'm telling you right now, people get caught in sin. In our church, okay, in our church, people get caught in sin. Hey, we deal with it a lot. And I don't mean that sarcastically, I mean that with a broken heart. Okay, this is serious stuff and we need to pray. But look, it says, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in sin, you who live by the Spirit, capital S, that means that you who live by the dominance of the Holy Spirit, the control of the Holy Spirit, should restore that person, everyone, gently. Okay, listen, when people fall, your first move ought to be compassion. Always, always. Okay, we're not here to point fingers, we're here to hold out hands to pick people up. How many would say amen? Okay, but listen, it says, but watch yourselves. But watch your watch. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. So when, when whenever we pray about restoration, whenever we're reaching out to people, you know, we pastors, we counsel people. Sometimes we hear a lot of ugly things, and we have to. Okay, we have to. This is part of what we have to do. You know, a shepherd, when a shepherd is dealing with the, with the sheep, he's, he's looking in their noses. He's, he's in all of the mess, okay? And so one of the things that we do is we're, we're driving home. We're pleading the blood of Jesus over us. Cleanse us, Lord. Cleanse our minds. Cleanse our hearts. Wash us, Lord God, because, because when you get into that, when you get into restoring people, the Bible is clear, but watch yourselves or you also may be tempted. So when we pray about something like this, we do it with great humility, with great compassion, you know, and with great fear and sensitivity saying, Lord, deliver them, restore them. But we're also saying, but Lord, keep me, oh God. Keep me, God, because there but for the grace of God go I. How many know it's only by the grace of God that we're kept? It's only by the power of Jesus, the power of the blood that we're kept. How, how many would say amen with me to that? Yeah, let's put our hands together and say yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So listen, we're going to pray for ourselves, but lift your hands. Let's draw near to the Lord right now. I draw near, I draw near to you, Jesus, I do. You draw near, you draw near to me. 
on everyone, I draw near. I draw near, I draw near to you, Jesus, I do. You draw near, you draw near to me. Take someone's hand right now. So we prayed. We prayed for the church. We prayed for our brothers and sisters, the body of Christ. But I want to pray now for one another. Pray that there would be nothing that could turn your brother or your sister. Come on. All over the building. All over the building. Come on, everyone. Pray for someone. Father, with all of our heart and all of our mind and all of our soul and all of our strength, Father. Let the world call us strange. Let them mock us, O oh God. Let them make fun of us, God. We want to live for the approval of heaven, O oh God. Hallelujah. We want to be surrendered to the Holy Spirit, oh God. We want to bear the fruit of the Spirit, oh God. 
do it by your mighty power. By your mighty power. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Can we put our hands together? Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, God. Hallelujah. Now listen, I'm just going to read a closing verse. And we're going to pray a closing prayer. So you could stand there. Two verses, actually, that I think go perfectly with this. Kind of a benediction. Now. Everyone say now. See, when you surrender to God, there's a powerful now. Just know that. When you really surrender to the Lord, there is a powerful now. So it says, now. May the God of peace, who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep. Was, isn't it awesome to know, this is important as we go from here. The God of peace is the great shepherd and the great shepherd is the God of peace. The God of peace is the great shepherd and the great shepherd, the one who really wants to lead us, the one who wants to guide us. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You understand? The one who walks with us through the valley of the shadow of death. The one who makes sure that goodness and mercy follows us all the days of our lives. And we dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That great shepherd is the God of peace. It says... Now may the God of peace who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood. That's the agreement that we need to be locked in on. We broke agreements. This is the eternal agreement. The eternal covenant with his blood. Now watch this. May he equip you with all you need for doing his will. Everybody say, that's number one. Okay. May he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him. That's number two. Okay? So what the reason that we prayed the way we prayed is we can't produce holiness, but watch this. We can't do it in ourselves, but not only can God equip us, okay, with everything that we need to do God's will, not the will of our flesh, not our own desires, not the will of the world, not the will of the people who call you and want to drag us away, not the will of Satan. How many know we can do God's will and God will equip us? The great shepherd will equip us with everything that we need. Hallelujah. All you need for doing is well. And then, not only will he equip us, then he will produce in us through the power of Jesus every good thing that is pleasing to him. So take someone's hand. Here's how we're going to pray. Okay? Here's, here's what the great shepherd provides. He provides two things. 
He provides, uh, uh, the, the, the great shepherd is, is the God of peace. And while he's providing peace, here's what he's doing. He's equipping us to do his will and he's producing in us everything by his power that is pleasing to him. So first pray, left to the right. God, equip them with everything right now. God, we pray for a powerful equipping tonight. Equip us to do your will. Hallelujah. Let grace flow. Every man, every woman, equip us. Equip us, oh God. Every young person, oh God. Equip us to do your will, oh God. Equip us, oh God. Before we leave, God, fill us up, oh God. Give us the ammunition. Give us the equipment that we need to do your will, oh God. Hallelujah. That's the first thing. Hallelujah. Now begin to pray. God, produce in us every good thing that is pleasing, oh God. God, produce in us all that is pleasing. Not what's displeasing, but what is pleasing to you, God. Produce it in your people. Produce it in the body of Christ. Every man, every woman, college students, husbands, wives, teenagers, preteens, senior citizens, God, equip and produce in us that which is pleasing to you for your glory, oh God. Do it, Lord. Do it. Father, as we go from this place, we go rejoicing in the God of our salvation. We thank you that our great shepherd is the God of peace. And we can receive peace from you, a peace that this world cannot offer us, O oh God. But Lord, while we're walking in your peace, I thank you, God that you equip us with what we need to do your will. Let your people be launched out of here to do your will, oh God, tonight and the days to come should you tarry. Release us to do your will, oh God. And in addition to that, Father, we thank you that you will produce in us every good thing that is pleasing to you, God. So, Father, as we go from this place, we go rejoicing in you. We're so thankful for you. Your loving kindness is better than life itself. Hallelujah. We want you more than we want the world, oh God, or anything in this world. We are in love with you, Lord. Release your people, God, to live lives that are pleasing. Oh, God, so, so pleasing and acceptable in your sight. We thank you for all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. Could we give him one great hand of praise? Come on, shout hallelujah to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah.
Remember, before you go, God bless you. We'll see you on Sunday. God bless you.